This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. <laughs> Welcome back, BetQL Daily, a spooky version of BetQL Daily on this Halloween morning. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you here, presented, of course, by BetMGM. All right, let's dive in. we got a couple great guests coming up as the show goes along. Brad Spielberger, 20 minutes from now. He'll try to give us a great prop for Monday Night Football. He's been great at that on the show this year. Sean Zerillo, a reset of the World Series coming up next hour. But right now, we have Monday Night Game to talk about, and that is the Bengals and the Browns in Cleveland tonight. The Bengals three-and-a-half-point road favorites here on Monday Night Football. Of course, the big part of this game, though, to talk about just from the jump and, you know, there's obviously props that, that will change because of this. No Jamar Chase. I mean, just as the mm-hmm. Bengals really started to get going here and turn the corner, I think we all jumped in on the Bengals a couple weeks ago, like, all right, this is kind of moving the right direction. Joe, they're without Jamar Chase tonight, four to six weeks. Now, they didn't put him on the IR. That tells me they think it's probably the lower end of the four to six weeks because they didn't want to miss it for four straight weeks if he come back earlier. But tonight, there's no Jamar Chase. So that will take some explosion away, you would think from this Bengals passing game. Yeah. So my first reaction was, oh, maybe that means they're going to lose a few games and we can find some value on the Bengals since Chase is going to be gone the entire season. He's only going to miss a month to a month and a half, right? So maybe they're going to lose some games. But then you look at the upcoming schedule, it's like, oh, boy. If they win tonight, next is Carolina. Then they go on by Pittsburgh, Tennessee on the road. Uh, they do have a, a soft schedule, no tough games until the final month of the season. But yeah, what, what the conversation I find interesting around Chase also is the value of him. Now, we know as the reigning offensive rookie of the year how impactful he was in their run to the Super Bowl last year. So BetMGM says that Chase is worth a half a point because this was at three before that was announced. But there are other sports books that haven't budged. They kept this at three. I disagree with that. Don't you? What? Isn't that kind of interesting how – I'm sorry. Yeah. It actually went in the opposite direction is what I'm meaning to say, and that we go from three to three and a half, which I – without Chase, now you're at three and a half or you're not budging at all. I found that surprising, and I know we talk, we spend a lot of time talking about the impact positions and how much quarterbacks can be worth that even the best non-quarterbacks max out at maybe a point, the betting markets are telling us that Jamar Chase isn't worth anything. And I just, I disagree with that. What do you guys think? 
I think he's worth a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I think yeah. your perspective is right. Like, I'm surprised it's not moving the needle more. And here's what struck me in some of the numbers looking at it. The Bengals, you would think, right, like three good receivers on a team. One guy goes out, the ball goes to the other guys, and they kind of eat because he's not there. Have you seen the numbers efficiency-wise when he's not there? Higgins and Boyd don't do as well. You would think mm. they'd do better. There's more passes to go around. I think the, the reality is he attracts so much attention that it makes them better. So T. Higgins with Chase averages 6.3 receptions per game, 93 yards. Without Chase, four and a half receptions, 60 yards. Boyd with Chase, 5.2, 66 yards. He has 10 less yards per game without him. It's weird. Yeah, Aaron, they, I think they're going to miss him. I, I think this impacts yeah. things because it just makes their offense easier to defend without him. So I was thinking the same thing and where can I look props wise? And I just think I might stay away because I'm not sure, you know, how this offense is going to look or who is going to go off on the other side, though. I am more intrigued because there are trade rumors with Kareem Hunt. So his production has gone down. So I'm thinking this could be a situation where you might want to look at Kareem Hunt unders and Nick Chubb overs. Um, so that's that's mm-hmm. what I'm, I've got my eye on. But I wanted to see if you guys know the history, like in this kind of situation, does that line up and make sense? Like why would they be giving a guy a lot of volume and opportunity if there's all these trade rumors around? Or is that just too easy to think that, oh yeah, he's probably not going to get a lot of attempts and stuff tonight? Well, especially at that position, right? Which which can be so grueling that that's huh? Could they sit yeah. him? I don't know about that kind of speculation. Unless we hear something, it's it's interesting that we've had a number of trades. We know about San Francisco. There's a lot of rumors out there. We saw Quinn last week between our cities, Joe, uh, Chicago, and Philadelphia. It it does feel like we're getting more activity around the trade deadline. Teams are willing to make yeah. stands. Yeah, uh, which is good for the sport. Now they do need to push this back a little bit. We're not at the halfway mark of the season, and we have the trade deadline. Why? Why? Let, let's push it back a little bit. The league has yeah. what they want. They have all the parity in the world. Uh, almost everybody's still in the mix. So I, I don't understand why you wouldn't push it past the uh, past the halfway mark. But that's going to be interesting as far as speculation. I I don't know about that. I'm not quite I'm not quite sure because that might be all noise and they might not be entertaining anything uh for hunt well for example hunts sorry hunts you know uh rushing prop 37 and a half the last two weeks Mm -hmm. i mean he had four and 12 yards rushing Uh, but and then you look at prior to that 47 49 47 58 46 and i'm like how do you explain what's going on the last two weeks i don't know i'm thinking i'm gonna look at maybe a nick chubb over and kareem hunt under it is interesting because it's the last game before the deadline, which is tomorrow. Hunt is a name that everyone's talking about that could get traded, right? Do, are they cautious with him? But I would think, wouldn't the, wouldn't the front office have to tell Stefanski, like, let's limit him in the game plan. We might trade him. Because you can't go tell the coach He's today, been like, limited. Hey. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it's just something I had, an angle or, I was looking at. No, I think it's interesting. Or, I mean, last year the Eagles played Zach Ertz. And then traded him right after the game. Like, like immediately after the game, they traded Zach Ertz his last game as an Eagle last year. So, I, I mean, Would you want to showcase him, too? Like, 
Look how great this guy but if he gets is. Hurt, if he gets hurt, you trade his dead. That's, that's no, you're right. But he, that's exa- I was going to go the same route. So how do you – can you increase his value at all tonight? With an island game, um, some teams have needs. Everybody's going to be watching. How do you increase his value? Put him in a spot to score a touchdown, right? Like you don't want the volume because yeah. that increases the chances that he's going to get hurt. And I'm not saying you would fool any GM like, oh, he scored a touchdown. He's a great player. Like we we know on value, but maybe maybe it could be an over the top move, right? Oh, look, did you see that burst he had right there on that play? Imagine what he could do in our on our offense. It was a gotta have a play. He ends up scoring a touchdown. Like maybe like you could increase the value a tad that way. Yep. His name's fresh on executives' minds. Oh yeah, he came up big. Monday night football. There you go. It wouldn't surprise me if he's an eagle by tomorrow. There's been rumors about that since the, since the summer. Paul was mentioned earlier, like the Eagles are kind of built to beat the Bills or trying to build to beat the Bills, stopping the pass, running the ball. I, I could see that kind of trade happening mm-hmm. to add another back to their backfield. As far as tonight goes, how about this historical trend? Two of them, one long-term, one short-term. So the short-term historical trend on this matchup, Cleveland has won four straight against Cincinnati. All right, we'll take that for what it's worth. Four straight with Stefanski against Cincinnati. But how about this? The Bengals have lost 12 straight primetime road games. Their last primetime mm-hmm. road win was in 2012. I know they were bad for a period of years in between before they got, you know, the end of the Dalton era before they got Joe Burrow. But it, that's just a weird, I mean, it's a long time. Every team plays a primetime game. Like, that's they, they just don't win these. Um, so, okay, last year, favorite. last year, okay, just going off memory, last year was the one when everybody got knocked out of Survivor against the Jets, right? The yes. Mike White game. And then I remember a couple of years ago, they had a primetime game. I want to say it was Monday night and Burrow was out. And it was just one of the all-time bad games with quarterback matchups. Cowboys. Um, they played the I, Cowboys. Got it. It feels like they've just been really bad spots. And I'm not sure that there's anything you can carry over. Because how many how many primetime games has Burrow had? Probably not many. Can you since nineteen ninety eight they've played twenty three road primetime games. Can you guess their record? Since ninety eight. And they've been bad for a lot of these years. But just guess. Straight up. Twenty three games. Five and eighteen. They have one win. They are one and two straight up. Primetime road games since 1998. How many Marvin <laughs> Lewis <lot>. games? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they did have what? Like maybe six of those years, seven. They were a good football team. Like Palmer, Dalton. Yeah. Like they weren't always horrendous. They, they, I don't know. Tonight feels like a weird night. I don't, don't know. My first thought when this. Yeah. My first thought <laughs> when the schedule came out, like when I saw this game last week, I was like, oh, it's a Bengals spot. I, I don't know. I don't know about tonight. Three and a half is a weird number, too. The hook there, at the, at the maybe if it's a close game. I feel like we've seen – God, I'd like to see the list of Halloween games. So I feel like we've seen some wild things happen on Halloween night in, in the National Football League. Um, I, I'm thinking about some props. So the Browns can't stop the run. But unfortunately for prop bettors, they're looking like, oh, well, the, the Bengals have the worst rushing offense in the NFL. So how can we find value on this? I mean, they, 
the Browns' defense is dead last in EPA per rush. They're 27th, their defense in adjusted line. Yards. Yep. Is this a game with Chase out that is set up for finally to get a mix and breakout? He's a guy that after contact, he's like the worst in the NFL of all the I running know. backs. Is it a mix and breakout game or is it just going to be, okay, maybe he'll have an okay game, but nothing great. His prop right now at BetMGM is 67 and a half rushing yards. I was thinking about that too, but I mean, we were just, we just had that haunted segment and I'm like, I don't know. Like Joe Mixon feels like a guy that might haunt me tonight. (laughs) It's just, I don't feel really strongly about it. You know what I'd rather bet in that same vein? What about, he's done it a few times. What about P Ryan? Will P Ryan get more run and his rushing yard prop is nine and a half. Right. I like that. I mean, that's, yeah. that's a couple runs. Let's get him in the game. Or you can go total yards because he'll get two, four grabs for you in a game right. if, you, if you feel like that could bring you some more security. But I think both are options. So let's see, rushing and receiving. Pirine is 23 and a half. I kind of like that. And... What about going under Mixon's rushing plus receiving at 93 and a half? I kind of like that. But if it is the breakout game. Uh, let's see. Does Joe Mixon have a And I'm game just looking around. Right the, the, uh, Week one Browns against Pittsburgh, he did. Don't necessarily get killed by running backs through the air. So last yeah. week against Atlanta, a terrible defense. We know much of the damage was done through the air. What do you have? He had 91 yards. 58 and 91. 33, yeah. It's arguably the worst defense in the NFL. So Aaron mentioned last uh, week one for Mixon. That was probably one of his better weeks altogether. But if you look at his numbers since week one, so week two through last week, he's averaging yeah. about 73 total yards per game. Not close not to the close. prop. That's not close at all. And that also went, went to overtime. So – you know, more time to go over and put up some extra yards. Jeez. Yeah. And and in and that he, one game, he had 35 touches. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And as we're talking, it just went up to 94 and a half. So you could let this run a little bit and play the under. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. People are going to see the bad rush defense, and they're going to keep playing Mixon. They're going to keep playing Mixon all day. 34 touches that game. Wow, that's insane. Yeah. Who do we think gets the bulk of the extra targets? Is it Higgins or is it Boyd? Trying to figure that out. I feel like there's an opportunity there if we, if we could be on the right side because someone's got to get the ball more. He just lost Jamar Chase. See, you think it's Boyd? What's Boyd's number? I saw that I think Higgins, it's Higgins. Is at 74 and a half. I think Higgins okay. too. Yeah. It's no, it is. It's What's probably Higgins, but what about what about Mike Thomas? He's going to be on the field. He's going to get the snap percentage, and then maybe there's some value in Thomas's prop. Twenty-four and a half is his prop. Yeah. So Boyd is in the sixties. Yeah. I might Higgins I in might the seventies. I might go Thomas. Higgins has gone over his. Receiving yards prop one, two, three times. 
By the way, Could Joe Burrow pa- passing touchdowns tonight is one and a half at BetMGM. Guy's been on a heater for weeks now. Wow. Well, they're thinking that That's Chase is out. So who's he going to yeah. throw it to? Yeah. I By think the way, not, it to out. Bury, not to uh, completely oh. bury the lead here, but um, Cleveland is a contest play for us this week because we got three and a half. Oh. And that's still available. All right, available. so you're on the, ba- the Browns side. I yeah. like it. I think it's a good number for the Browns. Yeah, Joe O, Joe Me Jaren, too. Beck, UL Daily. We will talk to our guy, Brad Spielberger, from Pro Football Focus, next on the Beck, UL Network.